Hello and welcome to Nikon Report, your weekly round of all the latest Nikon news and all other photographic announcements that we found interesting. It's constant here on this side of the screen and on another side is... Becky. All right, okay. Well, it's number 76. Not so much news this week, but let's start with the regular stuff. So let's start with the shipping updates first. So first one up, the Z400mm uh, f4.5 as well as Z30 was released last week. Apparently in the United States, they were shipped on the 14th, uh, which was Thursday, I believe. And in UK, we had the first shipment arrived very late Friday on the 15th. So generally, if you've pre-ordered you the first on the list, uh, the lens has either been already delivered to you or on the way to you as we speak. Z30 is free stock. So if you have been waiting to get your hands on one of those, you should be able to order it from your local retailer. Certainly you can order one from Grays of Westminster with no problems. All right. And then we had a small delivery of Z9s uh, coming in as well so that is happening so we are slowly going through the list there's not much updates on another side of the pond but i believe uh, bnh and Adorama are shipping the pre-orders as we speak as well fantastic now on the 400 we have first hands-on reviews and testing first up we have seth from adorama he's tested the new 400 4.5 lens at the bronx zoo and posted a vlog about that on his youtube channel that's true i was more excited about the diner that they got into and i definitely <laughs> want to go there as well really we had this idea about running a series of vlogs about the best sausage roll in the UK. Yes. Watching Seth's video kind of brought this idea back to me. So I think, Becky, once you come back, we should do that. I think that's a good idea. And then next up, we have Four Reasons the Nikon 400 4.5 VRS Makes Sense by Matt Irwin. This is an opinion piece and includes a little Z8 question mark, exclamation mark, opinion piece in there. So that's an interesting, definitely an interesting one to watch. If you've wondered why you might want the 400 4.5, then do go check that out. Absolutely. And then we had some samples of the images taken with 400mm uh, 4.5 posted by actual owners of the lens. And uh, we have user Look Me Up on Flickr who has not only samples of 400mm uh, lens, but also 400 paired with 1.4 teleconverters. So if you want to see a live samples of production model, that would be the link to go to. There you go. All right. So on this note, the positive part of this podcast has ended. <laughs> And now we're going to go to the FAD week. You know what FAD means? No. It means fear, uncertainty, and doubt. The first one up is the Nikon price increase in the United States is actually happening. So it now has been confirmed that we've got the list of lenses, of Z lenses, that will be increased in price. Among them, we have 24 to 72.8, 72.8, 14.24 lenses, pretty much all of them. The good news is the Z9 price stays the same. Now, it seems to me that the price increase that happened in UK and Europe uh, back in April this year has been absorbed by the currency exchange rate. And the uh, dollar is being straight at the moment. So it's pretty much the same as euro. But it seems like that inevitable happened and uh, USA also getting its price hike. Yeah. Now, moving on to some other not so great news. Nikon have temporarily suspended orders for the 400 2.8 TCVRS Z lens and the 800 6.3 VRS lens. Or so what everyone thinks because... There is no confirmation of it anywhere, a part of Nikon rumors. Now, 
Bike, if you could just read the statement that Nick and Rumors posted on this website, and then we're just going to go through that because at this stage, we're recording this on Monday, 18th of July. The rumor has been published on the 12th of July last week. Mm. It was written that official press release should be out in Japan in the next few hours. And there's no official release as of yet. That's right. So we haven't received anything on official channels, but this is what Nikon Rumors posted. They said, Nikon has received an unexpectedly large number of orders for the Nikkor Z400 2.8 TCVRS and the 800mm 6.3 lenses. To better assist our customers and retailer partners, we will temporarily suspend taking new orders of these two lenses as we work to fulfill our current back orders. We sincerely apologize for any inconvenience this delay may cause customers eagerly awaiting these products. Please know that we're doing all we can to deliver these products as soon as possible. And we ask for your understanding and patience in this matter. Now, because we haven't had anything official along those lines, obviously we've we've had our orders in with Nikon since day one for our customers. I'm sure that most other retailers will have done the same. I'm not really sure at this point what it will what difference it will make. We're obviously rather impatiently waiting for, for deliveries anyway. So what difference yeah. does it make? I mean at the time of the recording, both lenses are still available for order for UK dealers from Nikon UK. It's not an issue whatsoever. There's no official release either from Nikon Japan or Nikon USA or Nikon UK. I've spent about four hours trying to find any link to the press release. Everyone is quoting Nikon Rumors. Nikon Rumors doesn't have a link to the press release. They say it should be out in a few hours and that's it. What annoys me in this stage, and this is not a criticism of Nikon Rumors, it's more about a responsibility of posting something like this. It's easy to say that Z8 is coming out or Z10 is coming out, etc., etc. There's no harm being done. When we post in the rumors that Nikon is suspending orders without actually any proof of that, so no official press release, then we are in position where we are hurting the sales of the products. And those products are fantastic. It's For me, it's very difficult. I personally think that we should take a small responsibility. I understand it's a rumors website and it's not bashing of Nikon rumors as I say it, but if we don't have official press release, maybe we should wait for a few hours before actually posting it. Let's confirm this. So again, it's one of the things like Z6 firmware that, you know, that we still haven't seen the release of, and that's been published in July last year. It's been a year. We can celebrate that together. So I, really would like us as a group to come a little bit and be a little bit more responsible what we're doing. It's hurting the sales because it basically puts a negative spin on something that shouldn't be there really. Yeah, exactly. I agree. If they said this press release was going to be announced in a few more hours, they could have just waited the few more hours and then seen that it didn't actually arrive in people's inboxes and therefore perhaps isn't a true rumor. Now, if you type in Nikon temporary suspended order of Nikon Z400 on Google, you're going to get at least 20 links from different websites, all quoting Nikon rumors on that. And mm -hmm. that's what I'm trying to say. Then suddenly it becomes the truth. If it is there, that's absolutely fine because Nikon did publish suspension of orders on their Japanese websites. That's, that's a normal occurrence. Remember when we talked about some accessories and some charges being suspended, there was a long lens as well, I believe, had some as well delay on that. And they do come out of this. This one particularly didn't come out. So I personally think that, okay, let's just wait a few hours. We don't need to post it out any second now. Let's wait and see what's going to happen. That's number one. Then another a bit of news that we had this week is uh, Nikkei, who is a well-respected Japanese financial publication, 
published a report which states Nikon to stop making SLR cameras and focus on mirrorless models. Now, let's go through this a little bit. Let's go through article together and then just try to figure out what they've done with this report and how concrete it is with all the proof and all the inside information that they had. Yeah, um, I, can, I can say I read the article and at that point I had an almost knee-jerk reaction to it just because it obviously doesn't say anything new at all. In fact, it kind of feels like an article that's been posted for the sake of saying something sensational, which is not actually sensational, if you see what I mean. What they say is that Nikon plans to focus resources on mirrorless cameras, which have become mainstream products on the back of more advanced digital technologies, obviously. Nikon cameras have been losing out to smartphones, which increasingly feature powerful cameras. Nikon aims to beat them by offering products with more unique features. Well, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> so apparently only Nikon is losing to smartphone cameras. Apparently only Nikon. So Canon and Sony is doing okay. Fuji is obviously is winning the game against smartphones. Oh, yeah. uh, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. And then also they say that mirrorless took over SLR sales in 2020, that the revenue of mirrorless system for Nikon is now more than half, while SLRs contribute to about 30% of the revenue. So that's true. That's absolutely true. And they say Canon also plans to do those things. But I'm just, I was just trying to see if there's some inside information, some comment from Nikon exec, maybe anonymous person or something like this. I don't see anything like this. I, my thinking is that any Nikon user can put two plus two together and uh, come up with the idea that eventually Nikon will stop making their DSLRs and we'll switch to mirrorless the way it was going recently and Nikon execs were saying that uh, they will now concentrate most of the attention on the mirrorless system. Now it doesn't mean they're going to stop it. It seems like for the time being at least those cameras are going to be made on the factories and supplied to you know to the camera store. Obviously if we start to think in the future in my opinion that we will definitely come to the point where Nikon will stop there making SLRs, DSLRs. When is going to happen? That's a good question, Becky. What do you think? Well, if we look at Nikon report from not that long ago, maybe maybe about six weeks ago or so, where we were looking at Nikon's business projections, they were being very open about the fact that the mirrorless market would be their primary concern and that DSLRs by, I think it was 2020 three or 24 would be this small sort of wedge of the pie chart but they they've been very open about that for quite a long time the the problem with the article is that it tries to make news out of something that isn't actually news and um you would be amazed at how many people sent me that article um just this last week into my inbox saying oh my gosh is this true yeah. <laughs> it's like well Yes, if you've watched any of our Nikon reports, then you'll know that it's obviously true. But uh, but at the same time, Nikon have never said that they're going to stop supporting DSLRs. Um, and I think it will probably be at least 2025, if not later, before we see a complete end to them, if, if then, if you know what I mean. That's very interesting. That's very interesting take. I, I personally expect them this to happen much faster. But again, coming back to the article, there's nothing newsworthy there. There's no information that we hadn't had before. Did they bring anything new there? Did they have any confirmation on, it, on any side of things? Isn't it the issue is actually industry-wide? 
So you're not just include Nikon. So it looks to me that Nikkei, which is respected financial publication in Japan, suddenly became a blog. Like Forbes, or if you know CNBC or Bloomberg Financial News, you know that you're probably not gonna trust the articles there. It seems like they're there for clicks more than actual some journalistic work. It's very interesting for me. It's very interesting that it's coming from Nikkei, and I say not a blog. Not Petapixel of the world or DP review of the world is something like this. But as I say, you know, you don't need to be a detective Pikachu to kind of figure out that eventually that's going to happen. As I say, I personally think we're looking maybe, okay, I would say 24, 25 tops. I don't think we're going to see really a big major DSLR release anytime soon. The only camera that I think may get a replacement is something like D850. So I don't really think that anything else is going to be played in the future. What do you think, Becky? Are they going to release anything else apart of D850 replacement? I'd be surprised if they do a D850 replacement, to be honest. I think that that's the one that will withstand the test of time. If they do, the question is whether or not manufacturing it will, will be cost-effective for Nikon. I know plenty of people that would probably buy a D850 replacement, and, and yet so many pros have now kind of been pushed over to the Z series lineup that uh, that I'm honestly not sure if they'll bring out a new one. But I think that Nikon do take quite a long time usually to end of life their products. They, they don't do it without serious consideration and they tend to drag out that process quite considerably, particularly if there's not anything to replace the item. So I think that we'll at least be able to buy brand new DSLRs off the shelf until the beginning of 2025. That's my thought. Do you think that D850 will become a new F6 or F6 <laughs> yeah. of DSLRs? I think it will be the F6 of DSLRs. It's funny, there's certain cameras that really just hold their value very, very well. I think the D850 is one of them. I think that actually the DF is one of them and the obviously the F6. Fantastic. Well, uh, there's been some commentary on the Nikkei articles that come in from discussion on Nikon Rumors, posts on DP Review everywhere. Now, Tom Hogan, he said it quite plainly. He said, Nikkei needs new staff writers. I absolutely agree with him. I agree. I think that for Nikkei being such a high-profile financial publication with a generally well-respected reputation, posting something like this is, to use a British term, it's just not tennis. And for us American viewers, like myself, could you explain that? It means it's just, it's not, it's not good form. <laughs> it's not, it shouldn't be done. So it's not necessarily a Wimbledon reference, but but the Brits will understand that. And in my opinion, since Nikkei is now running a blog, they should buy a Z30 to run their vlog at the same time. Blimey. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Shots fired. Savage I'm on today. fire today, yeah. Wowza. It's the, it's the heat over there, I have to say. It exactly. must be because... It's 40 degrees and that's um, that's just frying your, your brain. You just don't see the fumes coming through. Boiling your blood, literally. Exactly. Um, <laughs> now, off the back of this, Nikon Japan actually issued a very quick response. Uh, and I'm glad that they did. They said, today, some media outlets have reported that we have withdrawn from the development of single lens reflex cameras, but this is speculation and not announced by us. We continue to produce, sell and support digital SLR cameras, and we hope that our customers will continue to use them with peace of mind. So that's Nikon's official take on it. The problem with the Nikkei article is that now actual blogs have repeated and posted that everywhere. So it's sort of spread as this sort of enemy, vicious rumor, 
which Nikon have very quickly tried to quash. And I hope that any of our viewers slash listeners will, um, will take that on board. And you know, the funny thing is that the statement came out literally a couple of hours after the article came out. And we are still waiting for that statement about the Z400 and 800mm orders being suspended. So still waiting for those. There you go. So... You know, when Nikon wants, they write a press release. That's right. Don't think that they're holding off on their press releases. They, they do it when necessary or when the information needs to be corrected, obviously. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And it seems like it was a sore point because the press release came out so quickly. I understand it's, a, it's one of those things you, we know, we, we all know it's going to happen eventually. It's just yeah. we don't know when. And obviously, as a business, you're not going to say that you're going to stop making them. Yes, they're not going to say, we're going to stop making them in 2025. They're not going to come out and say this because obviously they will still see how the sales are doing, et cetera, et cetera. They obviously, you know, have some people involved who are making projections for several years and looking what their sales are going to be like and how they're going to shrink year over year. Now, when people say Nikon is not being non-committal, well, try to get a proper answer from any corporation. You know, you mm -hmm. will get never a committal or non-committal answer. It's always going to be somewhere in between, and that's just the way the big corps are behaving. That's right. Now, shall we move on to some third-party news? Yeah, let's wind down a little bit, I think. TT Artisan, who have announced a 50mm f2 lens for the Nikon Z mount at a mere $69. It is a full-frame lens, and it weighs only 200 grams. Mm. Well, let's go through NTF <laughs> charts and, uh, <laughs> you know, and uh, optical elements for uh, the lens that is priced at $69. I'm pretty sure you understand that it's not an Apple lens. It's not going to win any awards in terms of, you know, its optical performance. But no. as being cheap and cheerful and inexpensive, it will join the 35 TT Archon lens that they already have. So in terms of this, on a budget, full frame, 69 bucks. I think that's pretty good. Again, not the lens for me, but again, if you're starting out or if you want to have a, let's say, special effects lens in a way, you know, then it's one of those lenses that you can just buy on the cheap and enjoy it, I would Check say. Check it on. Exactly. It reminds me a little bit of like the 50mm 1.8D, which was always £100 or under £100 mm. back in the day. Uh, at one point, I think they were as little as about £70, 70 pounds over here. And um, it was cheap and cheerful. You could put it on actually a, a great performer. I don't know what the TT Artisan lens will be like. Obviously, this is manual focus. But uh, as you say, if you're starting out and you want something just to kind of get you going, then this is a really inexpensive way to do it. That's true. The 51.8D was the first autofocus Nikon lens that I bought from Grace of Westminster when I just started for exactly wow. 70 pounds. There you go. All right. And then moving on, Keepon have announced a new and improved 2022 version of the Iberit 35 f2.4 lens for the Nikon Z mount. Apparently, this 2022 version of the lens has been manufactured more precisely with tighter tolerance and will be available before the end of September this year. Yeah. So basically, it hasn't been you know, manufactured with precise tolerance before. So it was basically rubbish. But now, finally, the new version <laughs> is actually going to be manufactured. So before we were doing the sloppy job, they say, and then finally, we're going to do it better. Well, never tried keep-on lenses. Not sure what they are, but the keep-on adapters are quite well known. So when the whole 
this lot of thing happened when Canon users actually started to use Nikon lenses on their cameras. Yes, that was the case, especially Nikon 1424 was quite popular among Canon users. They would buy a on Nikon F2 Canon adapter at the time and use them. So those actually adapters were manufactured with tight tolerances. So I'm really glad that finally their lenses are gonna be manufactured with tight tolerance as well. Yes. Am I evil today? Yeah. <laughs> a little bit, okay. It's, it's okay. It's like you got a chip on We're your losing shoulder. all our sponsors, I think, you know? <laughs> yeah, no sponsorship for us. We'd be really surprised if Keep On reach out to us and say, hi, we'd like to send you this lens to test out. It'd be like, nah. <laughs> we really loved your news coverage on our brand. My God. Okay, Mike have announced a new 10 millimeter F2.0, F2 basically, wide angle manual focus lens, which is DX. And this is for the Nikon Z mount. The lens is actually only 449 for a super wide angle, which is great. That's $449. It weighs mm -hmm. about 545 grams and has a filter size of 77 millimeter. So that gives you a rough idea. I would probably, based on those specifications, place it around the 14 mil 2.8 prime size in terms of size and weight, but that's without seeing it. That's true. My key lenses were never cheap, but then $450 for DX lens, it is a bit on the expensive side, but that's why we're kind of desperate for something like 10 to 24 lens from Nikon at this stage. Obviously, my case is probably going to be optically fantastic and it's a manual focus and I'm sure the build quality is not going to be let's say as plastic as Nikon budget offering but at the same time we really need a wide angle zoom for DX range and the sooner the better something like 1024 in DX which is about 250 pounds in UK for F mount yeah precisely now Godox have announced another retro flash for Nikon cameras this is quite interesting it also has no TTL but it does have ISO stops and a distance dial so you can sort of manually set your subject distance and then use the flash based on that so the guide number is 46 that's feet as opposed to meters mm -hmm. and it runs on a rechargeable battery and has a fixed 28 mil coverage yeah i mean remember they had the uh, the junior version released mm. a couple of weeks ago so that was a tiny and i think it would suit film cameras really well so this one is much bigger it's called senior it's $120 now i think there's a heat wave in china as well as in the uk because Coming up with a, such an interesting concept that we haven't seen for quite some time, I would say for about like 70, 80 years, but it does remind me of one of the early Nikon flashes, like the BC range. Like uh, one of the examples I put in our report is BC7. Yeah, BC5 or BC7. Exactly, exactly. Interesting concept. I personally like that because it looks so complex completely against all the modern design features, etc. It's made to look retro. I'm not sure how mm. good it in terms of light, etc., etc. But it looks cool. It looks funky. I'm sure that a lot of photographers probably will ignore it by a lot of young people will buy it just for the looks. But maybe it's a good flash as well. You never know. Maybe. Now, if you're interested in the early classic Nikon flash guns, there's a great article on Mir.com, which is a Malaysian website. And we'll include the link in there for you in the description box and in the podcast notes if you'd like to have a little look at that. All right. And we're moving on to review section now. We have a very quick review of Nikon RAW on Nikon Z9. So it's called Nikon Z9 AK and RAW Video Review. There's a big discussion about Ticoro in there. There's also discussion about the future of RAW, and it's by Sydney Baker Green YouTube channel, videographer's channel. So have a look at that if you 
had some concerns about what Nikon Raw is like and how it competes with other raw formats or ProRes, do have a look at this review. Yes, and then for your weekend read and watch segment, we have the Nikon Z9 Autofocus Made Easy by Terry van der Heiden on YouTube. Absolutely, it's a new channel for our reports, but obviously it's as well known by other photographers. Now, Nikon Autofocus on Z9, I think it's quite easy to master because how good it is. But if you're struggling or if you want to get to those very little intricate details, how to capture maybe subject between the tree branches or very small subjects where the new firmware, by the way, will help you with that. Do have a look at this video as well. I think if you're buying a camera like Z9, you shouldn't really use it on full auto. You should really understand how camera works because it's an expensive camera. It's got the latest cutting edge technology. So any video that can help you with understanding how the F system works and how to make it to suit your needs the best, then definitely have a look at one of those videos. Excellent. And that's a wrap. Thanks for joining us today. Yes, thank you very much for watching and or listening. If you're watching on YouTube, please give us a like and a subscribe. If you're listening on a podcast platform, give us a rating, a review, perhaps follow us as well. <laughs> Yeah, that's useful sometimes, you know. So I think uh, this week I will need some healing after all this news from last week. We may have another session with you viewers, speaking of which live stream this Friday with Seth Miranda from Adorama, where we're going to talk all the latest and greatest. Maybe we'll discuss Negan DSLR future. Maybe we'll discuss a suspensions of orders. Come join us this Friday to find out. And also, if you'd like to follow us on the internet of things, you can find Becky on Instagram at Rebecca underscore Danese. And Constantine at Constantine Kochkin. The shop is at Nikon and Grace. And also, have a look at our Voidlander 50 app review we just published this week. This lens is special. See you next week. Bye bye. Thank you very much. Bye. You want keep on song? The keep on song? Yeah, it goes like this. Ain't nothing gonna break my stride. Nobody gonna slow <laughs> me down. Oh no, you gotta keep on moving. Thank you That's for that kind of musical level of interlude. humor we're going for, yeah. Okay, good. I think it took about 76 issues of the podcast for <laughs> us to hit our level of comedy. As we say, we always try for lowering the bar, you know, so in, in terms of this, I think it it's now below the floor level. It's, it's yes, it's actually sort of sub-zero level now. It's the hit, Becky, it's the hit.